Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, it's End Times Friday. How fun is that, huh? How cool is good that? Good morning. Happy Friday. Yeah. yeah. I always look forward to these discussions. They're fascinating. Yeah, they really are. Uh, we just had uh, Carolyn, uh, Stephen Carolyn Van Udigam from Cali- uh, Houston, Texas, uh, express the beauty of abiding and uh, uh, what meant, meant to abide and, and, and discerning God's will. So, in unity. That was really fun. Uh, yes. <laughs> that, that day. Absolutely. Uh, that they had. And I'd urge all who are looking at, uh, looking into abiding and learning it, that they would be another good one to just listen to. Uh, we've had such, mm-hmm. all these guests are really fun to listen to. And then again, you can, as you, if you're just being getting exposed to us, uh, is uh, uh, go back. You can go back to our website and, and go take the course on abiding if that stimulates you to help understand mm-hmm. what it's all about. But every Friday, uh, we're doing a series on what we call End Times Friday about mm-hmm. um, what's going on biblically in the world, you know, et cetera. And uh, uh, this one is, uh, is really going to be a fun one uh, because we've, we've come a long way in our discussion uh, of the end. A uh, couple things to remember and why we, we might be really being led by God to understand this, uh, why it's so critical is Israel uh, mm-hmm. is at the center of all uh, because everything that happens in the Middle East, we're going to actually get to maybe today talk about the Antichrist who what's, what's called performs the abomination of desolation. And that mm-hmm. is that he established himself um, apparently in, uh, at a location in Israel and says, I am God. Right, uh, and the, and the worst world is to worship me, and uh, and it all happens in the Middle East, uh, where where Israel and and all the things that are happening in Israel right now are really uh, we can see they've returned as a nation. Uh, they're making treaties with the uh, Sunnis, the Shiites. Uh, these are the Muslims are coming against them and trying to eliminate them. They kill, still mm-hmm. keep lobbing lobbying rockets in them. They've just by the way installed Israel has just installed, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the term Iron Dome. Yes, you've uh, shared about this on here before, and it's yeah, fascinating yes, how it uh, works. Where they, uh, it's like a big video game uh, that eliminates rockets. Well, their, mm-hmm. their Iron Dome was structured really against uh, short-term rockets, short-range uh, right. rockets. Uh, so coming from uh, Hezbollah and Hamas and in, in, uh, the Gaza or in uh, uh up north Lebanon well they put a new system in and mm-hmm. it's it's an updated iron and you said this is significantly more effective even than what the old one was correct well it's it's remarkable that uh the technology is is even more abil- uh, has the ability to eliminate him but it now can handle long-term rockets 
Oh, interesting. Uh, so if you got something uh, uh, now, uh, let's say that was done from the Atlantic Ocean, uh, let's say mm -hmm. from a submarine or uh, Iran uh, that can lobby uh, a long-term missile. Um, and long-term missiles, <clears throat> interesting enough, um, and this is, this is funny, they, <laughs> they are more precise than short-term missiles. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, with the technology, because they're they're being guided uh, by uh, technology that goes to a specific site. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you remember uh, what we call the Gulf War, right? Yeah. And we were <laughs> I can remember this. Uh, literally, you could you would be watching it happen live on mm -hmm. on the news. And you would see the missile go up. It would be it would be sent uh, by this is America coming after Iraq. Right. Um, we would see the missile being launched from a uh, aircraft carrier or a submarine in in the ocean. Mm hmm. And it would be you'd see it go, and you'd see it hit a very specific target because their right. their attempt was to go after military targets and not civilian targets. Right. And they <laughs> they were pretty. Pretty effective. Pretty uh, precise, yes. Uh, okay, so Israel, by the way, um, we talked about this. And during the time we've been on podcast, mm -hmm. uh, Hezbollah came against them. Right. Uh, excuse me, Hamas came against them from the Gaza Strip. Uh, and uh, they were lobbying as many as 1,500 missiles. Mm -hmm into Israel to try and to, these are those short-term these are the short-term or, or short-range muscles short-range muscles. Yeah. and again because <laughs> because they're not they're not they weren't as accurate um the system worked where mm -hmm. they evaluate is this going to hit a populated area or a, a not a populated area if it's mm -hmm. not populated they just let it hit right if it's going to hit populated they go they shoot it down well they kept doing it uh and Israel said oh yeah <laughs> That's it. Uh, it's kind of like what we talked about in God's will. Remember when David uh, uh, said, hey, that's it, boys. You know, we're going to go after this situation. <laughs> um, that's what they said. Okay, buckle up. You know, that's it. And so mm -hmm. they started, uh, they said, and they warned them, we are going to come against you and annihilate you. Mm -hmm. uh, how? We're going to do it very precisely. And they really work hard uh, at hitting military site and not, um, a uh, civilian site, which, by the way, is why the Sunnis have established peace treaties with them. The, C the Sunnis are also against the Shiites, but they, mm. they can't themselves open up a war, a big war, between each other. So it would be like Saudi Arabia saying, we're going after Iran. Right. Uh, well, they can't do that. If they do, they're going to cause a major catastrophe there. So they don't. But what they do do is say to Israel, which is why they uh, lined up with them, hey, you guys do it. Mm -hmm. We'll support you. If you need our airspace, you can use it. If you need uh, things from us, we'll provide it. But you go after it. And they have established these treaties. Well, Israel does. But Israel does it with super precision. Right. So during the time we've been on, uh, talking about this end times uh, Fridays, we went through that whole uh, thing with uh, Hamas. <laughs> and literally what happened is uh, there was a, a the Hamas was, was officed 
and had all their headquarters in a office building in the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, uh, they were attacking their supply depots and their tunnels and uh, aircrafts, et cetera. Well, they, they told them, we're coming after your headquarters. Right. And guess, guess who else is in that headquarters? PBS. Mm, yeah. Uh, who said, by the way, and CNN, CNN and PBS. Right. I was going to say there, there were a lot of civilian type uh, uh, in there. They were there and they said, uh, no, we didn't think about it. Uh, well, there's evidence from the, even what they've written themselves over the last several years that they actually knew that Hamas was there. Mm-hmm. So Israel says, uh, we're coming after that building. If you're there, you need to get out. Right. And they told him. We're going to do it in a couple of days. Everybody evacuate that so building. So they gave them fair warning, yeah. Because yeah, if you're a civilian, you need to get out of that building. We're going to destroy it because of Hamas mm-hmm. is there. Uh, okay, and they, <laughs> they know how Israel works. So they said, okay. So they get out. Uh, guess what? Two days later, we, we can see it on the, you can go see a video of it. Uh, they sent the missiles, mm-hmm. destroy the building. Collapse it. And it looked like, remember 9-11 that collapsed those buildings, the Twin Towers collapsed? Right. That's exactly right. what they did. They mm. hit it and it collapsed. It collapsed. Um, that's how precise things are. So this new technology uh, both now can protect themselves and they have the missiles, which actually are provided uh, a lot of it by uh, America because of our skill, mm-hmm. um, to annihilate facilities without destroying what's next to them. So they're, mm-hmm. they're doing very militaristically. So uh, Israel is in big play right now uh, mm-hmm. with attacks against them, what they're trying to do. Uh, they've stated, and we haven't seen this yet, but they believe that this, the Shiites, Iran, have nuclear capability and are getting mm-hmm. there. Well, they're not going to let them to lobby nuclear uh, bombs into Israel. Right. My, my prediction is, and maybe we'll even see it over the next weeks, is they will do a strategic attack to el- eliminate, whether it's a software thing or something that they mm-hmm. do to eliminate uh, the nuclear position of Iran. The nuclear capabilities, yeah. yeah. So that's going on. And so Israel, a lot oh. of things in play in Israel, uh, and we're seeing it. It actually happened exactly the way the Bible says. And then two is uh, what I call globalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that, that we know that the beast, which we'll get into again, uh, as we've set it up, uh, is uh, one world government. Right. Uh, and so we surrender our sovereignty, uh, and we being Americans, Europeans, Africans, um, we no longer will be Americans, we'll be part of the Federation. Mm-hmm. And it'll be the population worldwide. So it's a, it's a globalism. And an mm-hmm. acceptance of globalism as a way of life, uh, as a way to uh, express, uh, you know, what that looks like. Uh, so, um, uh, what happens is that um, the world starts to move toward. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're seeing it right now uh, with. Uh, the aspect of, of uh, everybody promoting globalism, isn't that a good idea? And it's yeah. better 
to have uh, economics run globally. It's better to have, like for example, uh, the aspect of um, uh, what they call global warming or environmental mm -hmm. issues. Well, let's do that. Yeah, in fact, there's a, a big conference coming up um, the end of October for a couple of weeks with world leaders everywhere coming together yeah, talking world about leaders, climate change. And let's yeah. let us come up with our policy that we think we should, we should lay on every nation mm -hmm. and, and be global. Um, right. Economics, uh, uh, the uh, IMF, uh, National Monetary Fund, uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, let's run things globally. Uh, we saw mm -hmm. it. We saw it happen right before our very eyes. COVID. Right. COVID mm -hmm. and the response to COVID. Um, interesting enough, it was being run by the World Health Organization and, mm -hmm. and what should be done in terms, and now, by the way, it's vaccines. Uh, our part of that right. structure is a globally, let's run it this way. And we don't, we don't let individual countries try to determine their path, uh, although we still kind of do a little bit. Let's get the world mm -hmm. uh, to uh, accept you know, a new global system. So because of that, we see the signs. God, Jesus said, watch the signs. Mm -hmm. Israel is a big sign. Globalism is a big sign uh, of its movement. And so as we've set it up, you know, we went through the discussion in Daniel and then Revelation that, um, and again, let me, let me try to set up the sequence and we'll come till today to talk about um, another element of this. But the way it's going to work, uh, a, a tribulation is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and the tribulation uh, is, uh, in a sense, a little bit of a misnomer uh, from the world's perspective mm -hmm. because um, it's a spiritual thing that is the trouble that's leading to the, uh, the opposition of God, and so it's trouble. The mm -hmm. world sees it as, as wonderful and a great answer to a problem. So they don't see it as, tr quote, trouble or tribulation. They see it as, hallelujah, isn't this a good idea? And by the way, most a lot of Christians are going to be deceived into that same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but the tribulation uh, is the establishment of the beast. Okay. Okay, what's the Which beast? Which that's the economic system, correct? It's the, the one, one world. It's the one world rulership, the one world mm -hmm. government, uh, based upon a new economic system that's running uh, globally, so that the, we'll no longer have a dollar, we'll have a new federated mm -hmm. something, and it'll be, it'll be electronic, Bitcoin. Um, and it's, it's happening right now in terms of the uh, uh, central banks. By the way, there's a lot of Bitcoins that are, that are functioning and which are being mm -hmm. used to, to do various things, and they're all private. <clears throat> the, uh, the, uh, and we'll talk about the harlot who is, is uh, really uh, functioning through the central bank setting up their own bit, Bitcoin or, or electronic mm -hmm. currencies. Um, and that's happening right now. So uh, the tribulation is the establishment of the beast. Um, why does that happen? Well, because if we go into an economic collapse. Right. And people are suffering because of that collapse. Because of that collapse, then the world government comes along and says, you know what, we... And your, your countries have decided that we're going to uh, solve this problem mm -hmm. with a new system. And yeah. it's going to be a global one world government. 
But let me ask this, if you don't mind, and this shows um, my ignorance on the topic to a certain degree, but I think there's probably other people wondering the same thing. Um, so when we're talking about, you know, one world government, one world economy, um, it sounds to me like you're speaking more of an umbrella that they come together in agreement on certain things, but have not lost necessarily the autonomy of the country themselves. No. Is that accurate? Or no, that's not is accurate. the that's not accurate. Okay. Right. So it's a, so it's, are we literally like how, then how do wars still happen if we're all under one umbrella? Well, <laughs> well, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so just help me understand that. I don't, I don't fully understand that. Um, it is, it is not a, let our government, uh, be influenced. Mm-hmm. by the one world government. No, it's a complete surrender. Right, because you said it, the scripture says it actually tramples the old system. That's right. So that the old system is completely gone. It's, it's, it's destroyed so that um, as you and I look at it right now, we're Americans. Mm-hmm. How do we function? We vote. Right. We have a president. We have a We have a Senate. We have a Supreme Court. We have a... Uh, Congress, right? They make laws. We follow those laws. Um, well, somebody in in Europe doesn't follow those laws, right? Because they're not subject to those laws. Why? Well, they're not Americans. They're not. They they follow the laws of France, right? Uh, you know, like for example, right now, um, France uh, has established you cannot. Uh, come to France unless you have a vaccine. Right. Period. Yeah. And during COVID, each country in Australia has been extreme, very extreme. And that you'll, you see still some autonomy, some guidance from who um, that has set up some ideas and influences, but each country is still really functioning autonomously in their response. Right. Right. So that's um, going to look very different. It's going to be completely different because- okay. Um, no longer will we uh, establish an American rulership or government mm-hmm. and an American currency, because right now there's a euro, there's a yen, there's a dollar. Right. If you want to go to Europe right now, what do you do? You transfer. Right. I give you, you know, $200. You exchange your and, money. Yeah. And I'm going to get, uh, you know, a 200 and some uh Euros, euros, because I've right. exchanged it. Why? Well, because they don't accept dollars per se, right? Uh, well, in the new system, uh, one is we no longer are Americans, mm-hmm. literally. <clears throat> so, uh, and it'll happen. That's why. That's why we'll actually know <laughs> the day it happens because it'll, it'll be, be a very distinct. It'll be Friday. Okay. You're under the under the under the laws and the money and the system of America. On Monday, you no longer are an American. You're mm-hmm. a, you're a citizen of the Federation, mm-hmm. and that's now one world government that is ruling. And you don't go and vote anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't go and establish who you want to be president. There is no president. Um, it's it's all that is wiped out. And see, it's it's a willingly done, right? Uh, because why? Well, because the the economic system collapsed and everybody says and by the way there's even a movement today of thinking our governments aren't that effective anymore 
Mm-hmm. The problems are too big for them to handle. They can't manage it very well. They don't do a very good job. Uh, and by the way, it's, that's around the world. Uh, right. So uh, let's let a new uh, universal government. Uh, so it's not that we're influenced by that one world government. We're operated by that one world government. And you're no mm-hmm. longer a citizen of America. You are now a citizen of the Federation. And by the way, it's, it's, it's universal. Okay, now. Um, you ask a question uh, that does bring peace, by the way, right? Uh, because everybody says, "Hey, hello, yeah, that's good." Um, within that, uh, there, <laughs> we're still self-centered people, right? Uh, that organize so that, uh, for example, does a a Shiite in in the Middle East do they stop being a Shiite? No. Right. Yeah. So this is, yeah, good uh, into this for me. <laughs> so, um, so they still have a, a bent of, okay, I accept this new world system and the new world currency mm-hmm. and all that, but I'm still, even though I'm no longer Iran mm-hmm. per se, I'm not a country that is operating independent anymore. I still have uh, groups that mm-hmm. uh, are uh, functioning and they're going to still look at, well, I don't, I don't like the Sunnis or I don't like Israel. So uh, I'm going to still come try to come against them and try to move within the system, mm-hmm. you know, to do so. So it's going to be a really interesting time of it doesn't change the nature of mankind. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, it gives it, the semblance of peace, but we still have sin nature and self right in the thick of it. Right. And people who are trying to establish, which is why... Uh, the Antichrist is moving, moving, moving toward consolidating that power mm-hmm. um, and then letting any of those factions to influence him, which they do come against Israel. Okay. Uh, so uh, Israel is the center of it all because they, they come against it. And, uh, and so there's the beast. And the beast is a 10-unit, 10-structure. That says 10 horns, 10 leaders. It's a structure with 10... Um, heads. Uh, when they do, remember one world government. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a corporate structure. I don't think it's national. I think it's more corporate corporate structure. Uh, and there's ten heads, and one of those heads that we just we remember we talked about this last time is called the little horn. Right. And the little horn starts to take uh, more power against the other ten, other nine. Mm-hmm. And consolidate it. So it goes from 10 to 7 uh, to 5 to, f- to 3 to 2 to 1. Uh, and um, he uh, comes, starts to gain power and come against God. And mm-hmm. what would that look like? Well, come against Israel and come against Christians that are left. It's called the remnant. Uh, and they, right. actually, they actually try to harm them. Uh, some of them are martyred. Uh, mm-hmm. They are opposing all the things that that are still representing God. Now, now let's think about why. Um, again, it's not that complicated. Who's really behind it all? The enemy, Satan. Yeah, Satan. And the demonic. What is Satan mm-hmm. trying to do? I'm trying to I'm trying to gain control over the world, mm-hmm. eliminate literally any semblance of anybody that would represent God so that I can operate my world, mm-hmm. Earth, under my leadership without God being present at all because he knows right. something. 
how is God present through us? Right. And so he's trying to eliminate us mm -hmm. uh, and any power of the Holy Spirit to be represented on earth. Um, and so why does everybody else think it's fantastic? But true believers who are a part of the remnant and Israel, the followers in Israel, um, don't see, see the same way. Because they see it, at, they understand it as a truth. It's not God, it's anti-God. Right. Well, and, and that's that discernment through the Holy Spirit and through knowing the scriptures and watching the signs and all of these yeah, things, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, which is why they then come against us. Why? Because mm -hmm. we, we, the few, the remnant, say, I don't, I don't believe anything that any of that is good at all. Mm -hmm. Everybody else does. And yeah, it solved an economic problem, but I see, for, I see it for what it is. Satan's behind right. this, and it's not good. It's anti-good. Mm -hmm. Anti-God, anti-Christ. Right. Now, th now think about this. And again, we got to keep all in this perspective. Do the people of the world call the new leader that ultimately winds up leading the entire government as anti-Christ? Do they call it anti-Christ? No, because they don't even recognize Christ. So how would they recognize what's against him? Yeah, they don't. See, they see him as the leader. Yeah. The, the benevolent, good, fantastic leader, hallelujah, mm -hmm. look how wonderful that person is. Uh, and again, the way that I try to portray it uh, that we could identify with is, and this, and I think I said this before, um, it looks like a Princess Diana. Yeah. Uh, popular, benevolent, beautiful, mm -hmm. uh, look at that, uh, a great person. Uh, interesting, um, idolizing that person, mm -hmm. which they wish they did. Okay. So we, <laughs> uh, we actually physically saw it in reality when she mm -hmm. died. Do you remember, uh, first of all, there were, I think it was something like a hundred, the 200 million people in the world watched her funeral. Right. Yeah. It was huge. It was, it oh, was absolutely, it huge. was the biggest thing ever in the history of the world. Uh, number two, do you remember Kensington Palace? Yes, I have she, been there. I've had yeah, high okay, tea so there you've been before. There. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so you know that gate yeah, um, and that fence. Well, what was, mm -hmm. it was literally a hundred yards of flowers mm -hmm. uh, that were given uh, at that place because of adoration. And the world adored, worshipped in a sense, Princess Diana mm -hmm. and, and mourned her death. Okay, and I told you this before, guess who died the same day? Yeah. Yeah. It was actually not the same day, same week though. So same, same week. news cycle. Yeah. I think they yeah. were just a few days apart. Yeah. A few days apart. Sorry. Um, uh, a yeah, few days apart, okay. but it's the same week. Yeah. Mother uh, Teresa. Mother Teresa. Well, nobody watched her funeral. Right. Nobody laid flowers. Yeah, I didn't at, even remember until you had said it. I didn't remember that it happened at the same time. Yeah. Even, uh, you know, so, because the news cycle was not on it. Yeah. So um, it showed the difference between, you know, Mother Teresa, who was a godly woman following mm -hmm. Christ and somebody else who wasn't following Christ, but everybody saw the one person as terrific and wonderful and good, didn't even remember the other one. Yeah. Uh, so so the, when we look at Antichrist, we lay our thoughts, and that's why the average believer and what we're trying to help everybody with is 
unless you have the discernment of God, you, interesting mm-hmm. enough, won't see him as Antichrist. You won't see the one world right. government as the beast because mm-hmm. it'll look good. Um, and so it's the beast that is set up and then the Antichrist. Okay, let's get into uh, a little bit further about this because we introduce a new character uh, in Revelation 13. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, excuse me, yeah, Revelation 13, 11 through uh, 18. So go ahead and uh, uh, go ahead and read that for us, and let's look sure. at this. Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence and makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, he... um... Uh, the beast is, is present and the Antichrist is, uh, you know, coming into power. And it says now there's um, another one mm-hmm. that pops up. Uh, this other one uh, is, it said it has two horns that look like a lamb. Uh, okay, so uh, who's the lamb? Who's our, who's, well, we are our understanding of the lamb. Who's our understanding of the our lamb? Our understanding of the lamb is Christ. It's Christ. So this person yes. looks like. But looks like, yes. Looks like he's aligned mm-hmm. uh, with Christ. Uh, he says, but he speaks like a dragon falsehood. Mm. Okay, so, yeah. so uh, what we put, the, put that together, and this is what we call the false prophet. Okay. Uh, so the beast is, is, is there. Um, the Antichrist is gaining power and uprises during this first three and a half years of the tribulation a false prophet mm-hmm. who would be somebody identifiable as a Christian on a worldwide basis. So it's a very famous person mm-hmm. uh, and somebody that has been in the past, from what we could tell, is aligned with Christianity, aligned mm-hmm. with Christ. Okay, by definition, um, it says that he he speaks falsehood um, out, out of the uh, alignment with the dragon. Looks like mm-hmm. looks like Christianity, but speaks falsehood. Okay, so what what's what's in essence the definition of a false prophet? First of all, who's a prophet? As far as I remember, because well, he's identifying it relative to to Christians. So if we, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, so a a prophet would be, you know, a false prophet would be basically elevating someone and saying he is the Christ and leading people to him who is not Jesus. Right. Uh, Because he, 
he says, I represent God. Right. And I'm a Christian and look at, look at, you know, and everything. And he has a sphere of influence. And he has a big sphere of influence. And he's telling the world that uh, this new system, the beast, moving toward the Antichrist, because we're going to see what happens with mm -hmm. that, is, is worthy of we believers following. Yeah, right. And, we, and I attribute that to uh, uh, when I, if I'm the false prophecy, I'm saying I represent God mm -hmm. in Christianity. And I'm telling you this guy's okay. And I'm telling you this is good, but it's not. See, it's false. It's, it's mm -hmm. not true. Okay, now, um, why will the world, and I'm talking about now the Christian world, Mm -hmm. basically you say, okay, that's good. Why would they say that? Well, honestly, if they're not abiding and listening to the Holy Spirit themselves, then they're just going to follow blindly into what somebody tells them. So it more out of laziness or out of lack of being in the word and lack of, of in communication with God. Yeah. Because, um, um, if I accept false, what have I not paid attention to truth? Mm -hmm. Where's the truth in the word of God? Right. So that uh, today, uh, the Christian, you know, there's been surveys that are showing that majority of Christians don't even look at the Bible, right, or consider the truth of the Bible, or even believe that any of it's true. Well, my pastor says, uh, or my mm -hmm. church says, uh, and isn't that a good idea? And or these values that are being, you know, uh, portrayed as okay. Abortion, like for example, there's a lot mm -hmm. of Christians that support abortion. Uh, uh, gay marriage is, is another one. Uh, that isn't that a good idea. Uh, and mm -hmm. so, well, how would you know whether it's, it's, it's true or false? You'd have to go back to the word. Right. To say, well, and a lot of people just aren't going there. They're taking hearsay and what they would like to think about God, yeah. what makes sense to them. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so the purpose of it isn't to debate that. It's rather to just set the stage for how a false prophet, uh, mm -hmm. you know, can do it. So that uh, it says that he performs great signs. Uh, he is persuading, uh, uh, and he makes a statement in here that he persuades the world to worship the beast who has a, uh, or excuse me, the uh, uh, Antichrist who has a deadly wound. Uh, mm -hmm. and he said, you know, yes, he, he's God. He said he deceives us, uh, uh, and he, uh, grants power, uh, to the image, uh, of the Antichrist. So apparently mm -hmm. it looks to me like what, what has developed is some representation of that mm -hmm. person that, you know, that is shown maybe through a television or computers, you know, through some kind of software that, um, uh, and what I call virtual reality, that he can he can appear to be speaking, mm -hmm. and he's not even physically there. Um, hmm. uh, and there's a uh, there's a TV show I just saw I just saw a little bit of the uh, pro promo on it. It's called Alter Ego. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, uh, and uh, and what they do is uh, there is a a, a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're singing, they're singers. They are backstage. Okay. Uh, and they're all, uh, covered with the, um, electronics that, um, have you ever seen how they make a, uh, 
a, a video game. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, so they they so put, that they it, get the actual motion because they have sensors basically yeah, have sensors. all over sensors, a real person. Sensors over yeah. a real person who is who is acting and, and they, they shows capture up on that a movement. Okay, so yeah, this is this is uh, remarkable. They're backstage with sensors. Mm -hmm. On stage is a alter ego, computerized representation mm -hmm. in a in a in a hologram. Sounds like a sci-fi movie, right? It's a sci but it's, it's, it's just, it's actually being shown on television. Uh, right, right. So the audience and the judges, they don't know the, the person backstage. They see the, this computerized representation. Okay. And the, and the TV shows, because they, what they do is they go back and forth. And so the person makes an expression or uh, tilts their head or makes a gesture, it's mm -hmm. is singing. And they go backstage and they show that person doing that thing. Right. What you're seeing is an image of it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's remarkable because it's, it's really there. I mean, the image is really there. It's not, it's right. not a computerized It's crazy thing. technology. It's yeah. crazy technology. Uh, so it says that um, uh, he, uh, you know, causes all this to occur. And the false prophet now becomes a player. Uh, mm -hmm. what bringing along people that are looking at uh, their pro God, right? Pro Christianity, isn't this a good idea? But they're moving it from Jesus to mm -hmm. the Antichrist, mm -hmm. uh, and through the acceptance of isn't this isn't this a good idea? So you've got a false prophet. Uh, okay, uh, go to uh, uh, Revelation seventeen. Uh, and let's read 1 through 18, because it tells us a little bit more of the story. So go ahead and, and uh, go through that. Romans, uh, this is Revelation 17, uh, 1 to 18. Okay. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality, and with the wine of whose sexual immorality the dwellers on earth have become drunk. And he carried me away with the spirit into a wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names. And it had seven heads and 10 horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand, a golden cup full of abominations and the impurities of her sexual immorality. And on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon, the great mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I marveled greatly, but the angel said to me, why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with seven heads and 10 horns that carries her. The beast that you saw was and is not, and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. And the dwellers on earth, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will marvel to see the beast because it was and is not and is to come. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated. They are also seven kings, five of whom have fallen. One is, the other has not yet come. And when he does come, he must remain only a little while. As for the beast that was and is not, it is an eighth, but it belongs to the seven. And it goes, <coughs> excuse me. And it goes to destruction 
and the 10 horns that you saw are 10 kings who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. These are of one mind and they hand over their power and authority to the beast. They will make war on the lamb and the lamb will conquer them for he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And those with him are called the chosen and faithful. And the angel said to me, the waters that you saw where the prostitute is seated are the peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. And the 10 horns that you saw, they and the beast will hate the prostitute. They will make her desolate and naked and devour her flesh and burn her up with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by being of one mind, handing over their royal power to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman that you saw is the great city that has dominion over the kings of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> um, so um, uh, it says that the woman... Uh, and they call it the harlot. You you read it as prostitute. Uh, mm -hmm. Harlot uh, is is the one that is uh, uh, sitting on the beast. Mm -hmm. uh, so as we read through this, uh, the harlot is the one that created the beast. Uh, okay. and, and the harlot was uh, operating prior to the beginning of the tribulation because they're the ones that are developing the plan for the implementation of the one world government. I mean, I mean, just think about it. It doesn't just happen. Right. It doesn't just, Hey, uh, somebody, you know, decides or it just falls in our lap that we have a one world government. It's a purposeful mm -hmm. development. And, and he says the development is by the harlot, mm -hmm. uh, the woman, who is uh, deceiving uh, at the at the uh, greatest level and is full of abomination mm -hmm. and filthiness uh, against uh, uh, God by forn fornication. Forn fornication is mm -hmm. uh, immorality, where it's complete deception. Uh, right. That um, I I say one thing, but I'm really doing something else. So it's a mm -hmm. deception that's being built. And it said their its name is Babylon, mm -hmm. uh, uh, the great. Now this is interesting. <laughs> um, I believe that that the harlot is uh, this cabal that is uh, a group of people. We talked about the CFR Council for Foreign Relations, uh, the uh, uh, the aspect of the Rothschilds and the central banking system and mm -hmm. all that that's been, been uh, developed and, and is developing because it's all economic. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. it's, it winds up in rulership and governance, but it's really focused on economics um, and the, the uh, issuance and the ability of, the, of if you think about how, how it has to happen, if we're going to have one world government, mm -hmm. well, it has to have a banking system. Right. Well, the central banks that are currently in existence would have to agree to that banking system because they're, mm -hmm. the, they're at the center of it all. Well, guess what? All the central banks, including the United States, uh, Fed, which again, we, a lot of people, maybe you missed this, but everybody thinks when I say, do you understand about the Federal Reserve? Oh yeah, that's a branch of the U.S. government. <laughs> no, it's not. It's mm -hmm. completely independent of the, of the U.S. Mm -hmm. government. It doesn't report 
anything to anybody in the in U.S. government because it's foreign-owned, and Rothschilds are the ones that, that have the majority ownership. Uh, hmm. And that's true of all the central banks. They own every central bank in the world, uh, and they're functioning with it. So that um, when it happens uh, is... Uh, they agree to a banking system, okay, and it's called Babylon the Great. Okay, <laughs> they're developing um, right now a stronger, what they call a stronger banking system to support what they believe will be global. Guess what they call mm -hmm. it? Guess what they call it? Oh, I don't know what. Babylon. Oh, do they really? They call it Babylon. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, uh, the system is called Babylon. And they hmm. refer to it. You can you can go look at it up. It says awesome. uh, uh, in the internet okay. uh, is uh, the Babylon, uh, and uh, the name of it is Babylon. So um, I think that it's kind of clear who it is and what it is. Um, it says that uh, uh, the woman is a great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Uh, and again, kings would be leaders of the ten units of the beast. Um, it would appear, and by the way, uh, the the whole banking system, interesting enough, we Americans would say, well, that's New York City. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Uh, it's London. Uh, the transactions in London worldwide for the banking system and the way that the stocks are, are cleaned up every day, et cetera, um, is uh, 10 times greater of hmm. volume in London than it is New York because the banking system is actually headquartered uh, out of there. Um, so uh, I believe it's likely uh, to be London. Um, Interesting. And, uh, you know, you've got a cabal, the harlot, who is working the system to get up one world government and we could actually, and again, it's all identifiable. Uh, we talked about the skull and bones out of Yale. Their purpose, mm -hmm. one world government. Council of Foreign Affairs uh, worldwide. Uh, and you can see all the players in it. By the way, um, just to let you know, 80% uh, of Joe Biden's uh, administration are members of the Council of Foreign Affairs. Right. Which, interestingly enough, though, I, I don't remember for sure, but it was like 72% or something of Trump's were. Yeah. And so we need to pay attention to this. Yeah. The, I mean, it, this right. is something to really pay attention to. That's right. Uh, Rothschild, uh, you know, again, they own all the Federal Reserve and central banks in the world right now and are head, head of it. And then mm -hmm. George Soros, who's a you know multi-billionaire who's helping fund it all. So uh, it's easy to see the cabal uh, that has to put together the one world government. And then when they do- Can you real quick help? Just sorry. I oh, Go ahead. Cabal. Cabal. K-A-B-A-L? It's C-A-B-A-L. C-A-B-A-L. Okay, and what that's it means, not something I'm real familiar with. Can yeah, you elaborate yeah, what, on that a little what it, bit? What it means is a group that come together for a common purpose and mm -hmm. operate um, in a secretive way Okay. So that uh, their true agenda isn't really adopted yet or known by the average person who's who's being okay. influenced by the cabal. Uh, so it's behind the scenes. Cabal, by definition, means it's, it's a group of people behind the scenes mm -hmm. working an agenda 
that nobody else understands that they are, but they're working. It. Okay. Uh, and by the way, they, yeah, they we, get, they get we to are be beginning to see, um, and, and tell me if this has always been, and I just didn't realize it, but it seems to me like we're beginning to see this just out loud. Like they're not even trying to hide no. a lot of this anymore. <laughs> You're, you know, you can go on to the world economic forum and, and see their entire agenda on the website. And yeah. Well, they, they open hiding in plain sight. Yeah. And they're saying more and more, uh, one world government, one world government, new mm -hmm. world order. Um, uh, they don't, they don't really hide it. Uh, they right. call it, by the way, yeah, I, we I, somehow I, don't notice it. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've heard this word It's called the great reset. Hmm. Yeah. There's uh, a lot there. There's a lot on that. Okay. Yeah. What's the great reset? It's elimination of the world system of economics mm -hmm. and resetting a brand new paradigm. Right. And they're starting and, to and define that. And the climate change things there are, are certainly fall into that agenda. They're all, part, know, they're that, all part of that that's uh, all, process. That's all part and, of it, yeah. Uh, if you think of the world, let's say, requiring the vaccine, mm -hmm. uh, like you can't fly to France anymore right now without the vaccine. Uh, they haven't given you the freedom of choice, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Well, you could do this or do that around a problem, it's we're establishing our policy that we want mm -hmm. the world to follow. Mm -hmm. um, and it's called the Great Reset, and isn't that a good idea? And interesting enough, a majority of people around the world are basically saying, eh, probably a decent idea mm -hmm. uh, on all kinds of fronts. Uh, you know what's interesting to me on that, um, and this may be a conversation for another day, but when I look at that, the reason that people are drawn to that, you know, that this may be a good idea. Yeah, look at what we've done to our environment. Look at what we've done to, you know, the the differences between different levels of, of people's lifestyles and look at all of these things and wouldn't it be good if we just basically started over? And essentially they've been deceived Um with something that is, is less than what God has, because right. ultimately when Christ comes back, that's like the most beautiful reset of all, because there is restoration back <laughs> to what he intended. We do need, we, I mean, if in the purest form, we do need a great reset. We need a reset in that our savior came and he can bring us to that reset yeah, right. that, you know, when we, if we are walking with him and carrying out what he said, you know, our climate would look different because we would be stewarding the earth the way he called us to. Yeah, well, gonna... we, I mean, there, there's a lot there that truly the enemy has taken a skewed version of what God intended. And that's why it's so easy for people to buy into is it's, it's just a little, not a little, but it is a lot off the mark, but it is a skewed version of really what he did have for us. He wants this beautiful perfection. He had intended this for us and we went off track. And so the enemy is able to slide in here with something that looks good, but is not pure of heart and from God. Right. Right. So, um, here we are at the end of our time, but we've introduced, oh. <laughs> uh, we've introduced the, uh, false prophet uh, who joins the beast. So it's the cabal. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about the harlot. So it's like, oh, um, all the players. And interesting, remember, and this is why Daniel and Revelation have to be really processed uh, to look at the truth of it, because it keeps, think about what we just read, keeps mm -hmm. going backwards. Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, let's talk about a harlot. Well, who's that? Well, the mm -hmm. harlot created the beast. Oh, I thought we've already talked about the beast. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And see, John, and you got to look at it. John's writing what he's seeing. 
and he right. notices something. Hey, wait a minute. How, how did that happen? Okay, let me mm-hmm. go explain it to you. So he's, it's kind of like, it's, it's an interview going on of, well, let, mm-hmm. me, let me help you understand that. So here we come to you know, chapter 17 of Revelation. And this is the first time we hear about the harlot. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Who's that? Well, the harlot is the one that created the beast. And by the way, we're going to talk about this next time. What, is the, what does the beast do uh, through the Antichrist? <laughs> it, it annihilates the harlot. The harlot, right. That, that created it it's in the first fascinating. place. That actually created it, yes. Yeah. So, oh, okay, mm. now we got all the players on the table. Mm-hmm. The harlot is a group of the cabal, a group of humans who are working toward one world government. And by the way, it's, it's known, public, and, mm-hmm. and exactly what they're working on. I mean, they're not even hiding it. That's, I'm working yeah. on it. Now, how they're doing it and what they're doing underneath it all yeah, there's, there's some deception going on, but right. it, but it is going on. Okay, they create the beast. Mm-hmm. There'll be a day when the, the one world government gets put in place, created by the harlot. Mm-hmm. Ten units of some kind with ten heads. One of those heads is the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. He starts eliminating the ten and ultimately eliminates the harlot. Who mm-hmm. joins him? False prophet. Uh, and it, it calls it a different beast because it's not part of the tent. See, it's not, it's not, it's yeah. not one of the heads. It's a religious person that steps up and joins. And that's like the ultimate deception comes in yeah, there. And yeah. joins the beast and says, yeah, the beast is good. And the antichrist mm-hmm. is good. Uh, and all behind it all is Satan. So here you got all the players, mm-hmm. Harlot, beast, false prophet, antichrist, Satan. Ah, Mm -hmm. we're starting to see the picture of what it all looks like. And so the question is, you know, um, what is that going to play out to? And what do we as believers, how do we react to that? Uh, Mm -hmm. Where if it's anti-God, then we've got to know about it, understand it, have discernment. And by the way, don't join it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, which is what we're going to talk about. So uh, as, as we go through the scripture, um, all we can do say at the moment is, well, it says exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And those players, okay, now we know the players. Now we got to pray, okay, and talk about how do we understand all that and where does that mm-hmm. go? And, uh, and the big question that is going to come up, <laughs> uh, what about the rapture? <laughs> right, right. Uh, where's that in all that? Um, mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to get into that as we go through these series. So stay tuned. Uh, uh, <laughs> this hope, is all so fascinating. Ho- hopefully you're getting a picture of it all as we're laying it out step by step. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got questions about it, you can send it to us and say, you know, tell me more about this or tell me about how does that work? Or wait a minute, I'm not, I'm confused between the harlot and the beast and the antichrist, you know, let it, we'll, we'll, we'll be happy to clarify it for you. So send it in and Kathy, uh, man, we could keep going on this. This is uh, but, pretty yeah, interesting. It's so stuff. fascinating, so, uh, right? Uh, we have a hard time doing it once a week, <laughs> so, uh, but we hope you tune in and uh, tune into the rest of uh, what we're doing. So we, we uh, hope you have a great weekend and uh, we'll see you on Monday to uh, work. We're going to be in the process of completing our uh, work on discerning God's will. So I hope you tune in for that. Great. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for joining us. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments 
and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.